0: I would never have two call to actions on the same page. On the same page, okay. Right, because what the fuck do you want me to do? You want to book a strategy call? Because I might, might have booked that strategy call, but you distracted me with your free toolkit.
1: Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. Alright guys, welcome back to the Building Great Sales Team's podcast. I've got Marv, a.k.a. Big Marv, in the house today. He's in the podcast trailer. We're under the overpass next to my office, so if you hear some (laughs) road noise, that's why. But what I love about this damn trailer is we can do this anywhere. So Marv is the founder at Automation Goat. He's a funnel and CRM expert, and he just completed his first speaking event yesterday. Oh yeah. So how was that for you, man?
0: Dude, it was uh, it was fucking incredible. And like, uh, it is my first speaking gig. Obviously, yeah. I, I've been in the game a long time, and I've had a lot of people reach out. Like, man, when are you gonna start speaking? When are you gonna start doing this? When are you gonna start doing that? And so yeah. like, so, well, I guess 2023 is the year to do it. Yeah. Uh, Kai, Kai is putting this event on. Um, he gave me the opportunity, um, put it together. I fumbled a little bit, but at the end, I had a stand innovation. Hell yeah. And I made sales while on stage, which is, this never fucking happened to me. So what a like, beast. That was pretty fucking cool.
1: Dude, that's awesome, man. Uh, were you nervous? You, what, oh, the, the nerves nerve get to you and, a little bit?
0: Oh, yeah, the nerves definitely took over. It, it's funny because, like, for my personality type, I never thought that. Like, I th- I thought um, I would just go up there and be all right. But it's like, yeah. the minute you get on stage, I, I'm like, my whole body started <laughs> sh- <laughs> shaking, you know? And I'm just like, oh, fuck and, um, like, uh, it. Like, it was like, uh, I, I practiced and practiced and practiced so much. And it's yeah. like, you lose all the words when you yeah. get up there. Yeah, like, 100%. I literally forgot my whole speech. And I'm just like, how i just forget this whole fucking yeah. speech you know but
1: I was I, I've been lucky in that I've been training salespeople for a long time so I've always been up in front of you know 15, 20 sometimes 50 or 60 salespeople. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean so by the time I started speaking on stages I was pretty practiced you know what I mean and, uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's different when it's in front of your peers like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like the ones that actually know when you're fucking up and stuff, you know what I'm saying?
0: And that too, like it was a, it's a room full of people that uh, there, there's a good chunk of that room that already know who I am. They uh-huh. already trust me a bit, you know? So like, um, it, it's not only the strangers, but it's like yeah. the people that I know the most I'm just like, man, I don't want to disappoint these guys.
1: Well, you definitely didn't disappoint. Like you said, it was a standing ovation at the end. And I think it's because it wasn't about CRMs. It wasn't about funnels or marketing or money. It was about, like, basically what that business has allowed you to do in terms of spending time with your family
0: yeah,
1: and that, that connection that you have with your family. You know what I'm saying? And that's where it kind of came from. It's like, hey, you know, I, I built this company, and you were just like, well, I'll, I'll let you go through it so where did the inspiration for the speech come from
0: Uh, for for my kids man like I Mm -hmm. do everything for my kids I grew up very poor you know I went to over 30 elementary schools I have 12 siblings I have like 47 nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. and um we, we just didn't have shit growing up you know and uh my my Mom always told me that I was going to be the the one that changes it for our family. Like, I built my first computer when I was 10 years old. And after that, I was just obsessed with it. I'm like, Uh okay, I got to figure out a way to break, you know, the rat race. I want to give my kids a fucking life that I never had. And so, um, yeah, my my kids and my family 100% motivate me to, like, show up. I'm trying to leave a legacy behind for them. Mm -hmm. So they they can follow their paths, They can follow their dreams. You know, um, I, I don't want them to have to wait till they're thirty six years old to yeah. try to figure this shit out. You know, absolutely. Like, uh, oh I, shit, we're the same age. Yeah, I I actually turn thirty six next uh, next Wednesday.
1: Oh okay, I I'll turn thirty seven in a couple of months, so I'm a little bit ahead of you. I'm a
0: little older than I am.
1: But no, yeah. what I, what I love about it is, and you know, I came kind of came to this conclusion after I joined Apex as well, and you know, we're we're especially our generation was taught so much of the grind culture, the hustle culture, you know what I'm saying? And that's what built your business for the longest time. Yeah. But you talked about in your speech, like finally having that mindset shift where it was like, Hey, I don't want to keep having to tell my kids that I got to work, that I got to work late, that I got to work early, that I got to be out of town or whatever the case is. So you started putting things in place so that you were able to come to them and say, Hey, daddy ain't got to work this week. And that was probably the best part of the speech. I feel like is when you said that everybody was like, ah, you know, that that triumphant moment, yeah. you know what I mean? And you can... I i don't think I've seen a picture of your kids yet, but you could see, like, your kids sitting there smiling all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, dad doesn't have to work anymore. What was that moment like for you?
0: It, it was insane. Like, you say I'm getting goosebumps right now because I still remember it like it was yesterday, you know? Like, it, it was ho- constant hustle and grinding. Like, I felt like it was literally never going to end. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to just be able to... Surprise them and be like, "No, Daddy's not, don't have to work this weekend. We're we're gonna go get some ice cream and we're gonna go see the coast. Like it, yeah. it's the most amazing, surreal. Like you know, like when you work so hard for something and like it, it finally clicks and mm-hmm. like it, it it's a moment that's hard to describe. It's indescribable. You know, it's <clears throat> it, it it was just the sen- the sense of accomplishment. Yeah, you know, it's like this is finally like." because it it gets kind of dark, you know, when you're being an entrepreneur, and that's why I tell people like, make sure whatever it is that you're chasing, you know, you're building a tribe, and it's something you're passionate about. Because at the end of the day, when you are in the fucking 18th hour, right, trying trying to get shit done, like literally, I just stayed up for 44 hours yesterday, right? Because i was so obsessed with uh, what I do. Mm -hmm. The money's not going to push you through to the end, right? Right. Because you're gonna have nights where there is no fucking money, right? And you're gonna have a coming a Jesus moment of like, is this shit really worth it, right? And so when I finally got that moment of like, Daddy doesn't have to work, I'm like, hey, this was this was the moment. This is what I've all been. It's all been building to this, you know.
1: I love it. I love it, man. So, you know, you talked a little bit of, uh, about your background and, and growing up poor. You know, t- tell us from there all the way to, bec- you know, becoming the founder of Automation Goat. What happened in between?
0: So like, like I said, my, I built my first computer when I was 10, mm-hmm. right? So I, I don't know why I got this gift, but I knew it was going to be in technology. Yeah. And my mom kind of cur- curated for me. She's like, you're going to get a job at Microsoft when you grow up. You're mm-hmm. going to make all this money. You're going to set our family free. Like, Yeah. um, and it's funny how I got, how I ended up working at Microsoft. Cause that's exactly what I ended <laughs> up doing. Um, but my mom met a dude on the internet, uh-huh. and she flew out to uh, the West Coast mm-hmm. in Washington, and they got hitched, like, almost immediately. And so, uh, about, uh, I was like, well, I'm not going up there yet, you know, because... How old so, were dude, you? I, w- I was, this was in 0- 06, so I don't fucking know, like, 20, 19 or 20 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... I was like, oh, I'm going to give it some time and see if this relationship actually <laughs> works out. So I didn't see my mom or visit for like nine months. Mm-hmm. And then that uh, two-week time span uh, for my 21st birthday, actually, I I went up to Washington and visited. In that two-week time span, I went to the coast. I went snowboarding. I hiked mountains. I went on sand dunes. I'm like... Yeah, fuck flat, hot-ass Texas. I'm a <laughs> And then I found out Microsoft was in Seattle. So I was just like, yeah. oh, this is perfect. I'm just going to move yeah. up here and get a got, job at Microsoft, you know? Got family over and, here. And it's beautiful there. So yeah. I literally flew home to Dallas. Had a crazy fucking weekend, like literally. And, uh, I took my whole savings. It must have been like $3,400 I spent that weekend. Oh, jeez doesn't sound like a lot of money but back, back then, then it was. that was a lot of yeah. fucking money and, that was baller money and so like <laughs> i was like i'm leaving texas i'm going to washington i'm gonna find a job at microsoft life's gonna be awesome and uh yeah six months later i got a job at microsoft and uh, i i did that um for years uh engineering systems and but then i i finally Got to the point where I had a six-figure salary there, mm-hmm. I had a new car, eating steak every night, had more fake friends than I could keep yeah. up with. Had a, I had a, uh, well, it was nice to me house. Some other people might not <laughs> think it was so nice, but it was a four-bedroom, way more house than I fucking needed. Yeah. Huge forty by forty shop in the backyard, where so I can. Because for those of you that don't know, I build cars and motorcycles when I'm not building systems. I didn't know that. Uh, That's badass, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get Man a of many talents. You gotta yeah. get a break from the computer, so I just go get a break in the garage. But I um, I I had a moment where I was sitting in my house one night and I was like, Man, is this is this really it? Right? Like you mm-hmm. worked your whole life and you're like I was hyped so much my whole life to so like, you're gonna get this job and you're gonna do this and I finally get there and I'm just like Dude, there's got to be more to life than this, you know? There's hundred There's got to be more, because, like, where do I go from here now, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, that's where my thought was, like, well, where I've I've reached the upper echelon. I don't yeah. know where the fuck to go from yeah,
1: here. Yeah, uh, what was that, 15 years ago was, or not 15, that's probably, like, 10 or 11 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, six figures was, like, 5%, you know yeah. what I'm saying, of oh, the world made six figures, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... And and that's what was in my head too. It's like once I made six figures, I was like, I made it. Like yeah. this is this is just life now. I don't have to keep working for it. it just yeah. it's just gonna happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like that. And, uh, and
0: and it was great. Like I enjoyed yeah. it for a while. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is life. Yeah. Right. And then after six months of that, you're just like, what's what's next? This ain't shit. Like. I, I've eaten the same hundred dollar steak like so many times yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, what's next you know well I feel like at that, at that
1: point you have two routes you start challenging yourself and pushing yourself even further or you just kind of like hey here's, here's women here's drugs here's some other stuff that I can use to kind of fill that like non-contentment you know what I'm saying yeah. and uh, you know for me at least when I was 25 I went the wrong way <laughs> You know oh yeah me. that
0: was me too I was fucking doing psychedelics mm-hmm. cocaine, molly, ecstasy it was just like I was trying to feel so I was yeah. constantly on the what? what's the what's, what's the next high, you know, yeah. like, what, what can I enjoy in this life you know um, and then I built I, I built a system so I started building systems on the side I've learned about this guy named uh, Russell Brunson oh yeah started building funnels like I got obsessed with like my first big YouTube series was 22 days of funnel hacking you know and like that's how I started building funnels for people because they would message me and they're like I don't know how the fuck you just did that in 40 minutes but I've been trying to do this for six hours Mm -hmm. can you uh can you help Help me me do this yeah (laughs) and I actually helped somebody that they closed their business immediately because um we 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 came up with the offer. It was a free plus shipping funnel, just like Russell teaches. Mm-hmm. You just five ninety five or whatever the fuck it was, and it was yeah. it was for like this uh, seven day like um, beauty trial. It was like some beauty products, ship beauty products, yeah. And uh, and I, and I told her, I was like, hey, this is gonna be risky, but if you can eat the overhead on a hundred of these packs, we probably won't sell them, but. Let's just break even on them. It will acquire some leads and then yeah. we can go from there. The idea of this funnel is to just break even. So as long as we break even, we're getting our leads mm-hmm. for free. Yeah. A lost right? leader. That's um, what that's called. Yeah. And so we turned it on. The The next morning woke up. It, we were already at over a hundred orders. Wow. And so she was like, all right, we'll take care of it. I'm like, yeah, let's take care of it. The next day after that, 800 orders. Wow. We're like, fuck. Um, and this is when she started <laughs> getting nervous of like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And, and then the next morning after that, it was 1,700 orders. Turn that and, shit and, off. And she, she was like, we got to do something. And I was like, um, all right. And so, Lyra, I had to break the funnel. like, uh, yeah. Because at that point, it had gone viral. So, it was getting so many. It didn't matter that I turned the ads off. It didn't oh, matter. Shit. about it Because so it was getting so mechanic. many shares. People were just going to the funnel and and purchasing and there was thousands of orders so Mm -hmm. um she came to me she's like marv i don't know how i'm going to fulfill all of this like the fuck are we gonna do i'm like hey this is a good problem to have like Mm -hmm. this is trust me this is what every person that approaches me to build a funnel for them they want it to do this so trust me this is a good problem to have and i told her i'm like hey why don't you go to the distributor of the product and say Hey, we just sold like three thousand units. Can yeah. you guys, Can we give you guys our customer information? You guys direct ship them, and right. and we'll just eat whatever that cost is. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she approached them, she was like, um, "They were like, we'll do it at no cost if you'll introduce us to the guy that did this for you." Holy and shit! And she said, "No, he's he's my secret. I'm gonna keep him to myself. Damn. We'll, we'll figure this out." And. She ended up collapsing and closing the business down. Wow. Because she couldn't figure it out. That's crazy. And that's unfortunate. But, that, like that's, that's how that's how this all started. Like, because once I did that, I was mm-hmm. like, now how many more people can I do this for?
1: Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and just inside the beauty space, inside the uh, online product space, I mean, that was just the, like, tip of yeah, the iceberg. Yeah, that was, like,
0: the, the, the taste, you know? Yeah. I was like, Cool. Yeah, so it was the first time that I actually like envisioned myself doing something besides working at Microsoft. Gotcha. Yeah, because at that time I wasn't doing what I do now full time, mm-hmm. right? It was like probably just like anyone else that has like a well-paying corporate gig. Yeah. And you start at being an entrepreneur. You probably, you got your side gig right for a while, yeah. and that's all fun, funnel building and building systems was all like a side gig until mm-hmm. I had a couple clients that had. Um, things like that happened, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take the risk." So that that's what I ended up doing was like, "I'm gonna leave Microsoft, take the risk, and and bet myself." I went down to a conference in San Diego with Billy Jean, uh-huh. and uh, Billy Jean, uh, I I told him, I was like, "Dude, I don't know how I'm gonna go from this fucking super nerd in the basement at Microsoft yeah. to like create some character." Russell says I have to create an attractive character. Because at the time, I wasn't Big Marv yet. Like, yeah. So Big Marv is the attractive character that right. I created based on Russell saying I needed a uh, an attractive character. Uh-huh. And so Billy Jean told me, he's like, bro, I already know who you are. You're fucking ex-Microsoft. You're not one of these 997 gurus. You actually know what the fuck you're doing. So what you yeah. need to do is stop being a bitch. You need to go home and just be Big Marv to the world. And so that's what I did. I just went home. I, I started uh, Big Marv's network. I, uh-huh. I started big mar brand like big mar was born that week that's badass and, yeah. uh san diego uh-huh and the rest is history
1: man when you well first thing i want to point out is she missed the boat on that you know like that scarcity mindset of like oh no i'm gonna keep him a secret he's mine you know what i'm saying when she could have introduced this company that was 10 times as big as she was right yeah to you and been that connection and they would have been in her debt, you know what I'm saying? That's, yes. That social, uh, that uh, law of reciprocity, you right. know? And it, they probably could have helped her with her business, whatever she wasn't doing right. She obviously wasn't doing something right. Yeah, and like, so it,
0: it, they basically was like, here's a golden glove, mm-hmm. right? Like, you... you there's no way a single person is going to, unless you're going to fucking get some cousins and something with some envelopes yeah. in your living room and you're trying to fucking yeah. <laughs> ship out 3,000 orders. Plus, like, if I hadn't broke the funnel, I don't know how many orders she would have. Like, I, I literally had to go delete the order form on the funnel. Wow. <laughs> because people would not stop submitting <laughs> orders.
1: That's freaking awesome. And so the the second thing is, is the attractive character. You know and so this is right around the time when i guess stuma was probably being mentored by
0: yeah
1: um kevin nations right yeah. and he was in that that room with russell brunson you know what i'm saying yeah so when you when you think about the timeline of all these things like you you were building your machine before ryan even started the program of building your machine yeah you know exactly. what i'm saying so it's kind of cool to see like another perspective on that it's pretty awesome And I noticed that you have a product uh, building your brand in 100 days or something like that, right? Yeah,
0: my personal brand blueprint.
1: Yeah, and it's a killer product. But then, you know, having gone through something similar the last two years of building your machine, it's just kind of cool to see like a different version of it come from you know, that group of people, that group of marketers back in the day. So you yeah. were part of that. That's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. i, I like to call us the OGs of the mm-hmm. industry because like, that's really what it was. Uh, I remember when I first joined Apex, some of the new members and stuff in there were like, well, how, uh, how, how have you gone through it? You know, like somebody even, um, mm-hmm. poked at me a little bit because I haven't gone through break free Academy. Right. Right. Like when I join these groups, I, I don't do it to fucking take the courses. I do right. it to go to events to meet guys like you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at the same token, I didn't go through build your machine because I've already been building my machine. Right. First. Like that, I come from the same ranks of where Ryan learned that. Yeah. You know, so like we've all, we all get it. We all understand it. Yeah. It's like create an attractive character. You post every day. You're consistent. Boom. Yeah. You're absolutely. People are going to fall in love with you. People buy people every day of the week. They don't buy products and services. I don't care how cool it looks. Yeah. If they don't like you, they ain't buying shit.
1: A hundred percent. And so whenever uh, whenever I joined, I, jo- I joined straight into executives, right? So I'm in this room with, like, freaking all eight-figure earners. You know what I mean? And here I am with my little seven figures, you know? Yeah, that's how <laughs> I feel being an executive. So I'm yeah. like,
0: I don't belong in this room. <laughs> yeah. And
1: that's the first thing you get is that imposter syndrome or whatever. And so, but, but what I started doing is, you know, I'm a student, right? So, yeah. all right, I'm just going to do what they're doing, you know? And I had the Break Free Academy, the Building Your Machine course, but I at that point I had never gone through the – the videos or anything I was just like you know what this podcast thing looks cool let me let me do that let me execute on that because you know and I started the posting I started the group I did I did all of that stuff and because they're just talking about it naturally I didn't have to go through the course because I got it by omission yeah. you know or omission uh, but got it by association right and so um, but it, for me it was the podcast was the piece of building your machine that I actually enjoyed and got passionate about and now we're doing three episodes a week you know yeah. and so um you know I, I i get it you know i it's hard for me to sit down and actually like listen to something and do some- you know I have to like go out and actually practice you know yeah what uh what I'm learning, so uh I just kind of built my machine in a different way, i guess, but um now you know one of the things he popped up on the screen yesterday was this dual funnel system can you walk us through that and explain that to us
0: yeah so uh, it was actually this was another like marketing ploy right so um, when I first developed it I called it parallel programming it it was the PPP parallel programming nice Nice. right because um, I feel like there's a plague a poison in our fucking industry and it's just gotten worse over the years and Mm -hmm. That that's why the saying exists: Marketers ruin everything because marketers fucking ruin everything. Um, but um, <clears throat> there's so many people that are out there teaching these tactics, right? So mm-hmm. I believe there's frameworks and then there's tactics, right? Okay. So a framework is like it's a it's a true principle that as long as you follow this framework, regardless of your tech stack, that that framework is like your your core foundation of a house, right? Like. Okay. You, you build a, a, a house, you're going to have your, your your foundation and the sticks. You can break down the sheet sheetrock, you can reconfigure the rooms however mm-hmm. you want, but the foundation is the foundation. And that's the framework. Right? So that's your framework. But then what's there's a, ta- a- the tactics would be like, how do I want to configure these rooms to best flow for my, ta- my okay. taste, right? And if you, if you re- remodel that house, you might knock out a wall, you might do this or whatever, but you're not going to re-pour the foundation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to rebuild the frame of the house, right? Okay. So um, the parallel programming principle is like, if you just follow this principle, I don't give a fuck what you do or where you're at, you're going to succeed with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea behind the blueprint. And and so um, I came up with the this uh, funnel strategy, and, and it's called parallel because you're always doing things in parallel, right? Okay. So like... Um, when you're crafting your customer journey, like if I know that you're downloading my blueprint, right, and you're following my blueprint, the first action I give you is to go plant your flag. And as you go through the blueprint, I give you different things to do. And I'm like, well, the average person takes two or three days to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And then once they implement it, then this thing over here is going to fire off. And so I'm basically teaching you how to build something to where Everything feeds the next thing, it's, right? It's parallel there's to your there's always, journey, so. yeah. Everything's okay. always something's always running in parallel. If I'm giving you this message, mm-hmm. it's because there's this thing over here that I'm gonna try to drive you to. Okay, right. And then once you get over there, there's another thing that I'm gonna drive you to next, right? Gotcha. Like I'm just constantly things are running in parallel, trying to get you. Mm-hmm. But then when I launch parallel program in principle, everybody's like, well, "What's what's a parallel? What does that mean? I don't I don't know." And then yeah. I was like. I renamed it Dual Funnel System, and I was like, oh, two funnels. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's way deeper than two funnels, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll run with dual funnels. So, like, dual funnel system just kind of stuck, um, mm-hmm. but it is the, the core framework behind the dual funnel system is if you, if you have a lead magnet, it's a six-step funnel. If you don't have a lead magnet, it's a four-step funnel, but then there's a series of Automations, workflow management, mm-hmm. automating your contracts and fulfillment and everything alongside of it. But it's called the dual funnel system because basically we blended your lead acquisition funnel and your, your booking funnel and your qualifying funnel mm-hmm. all in one funnel to take them on a specific journey, right? Okay. So for example, if you go download the dual funnel system, right? So on the landing page, it's going to say download now, right? And so many people would literally put their calendar on the next page thinking that somebody's just going to book with them after downloading the lead magnet. Yeah. And they might book, but they ain't showing up to that fucking appointment. Our, our uh, research shows that most people were only booking on that second step simply because mm-hmm. that was just the next step to do. It's not gotcha. that they wanted to book an appointment. They wanted to get through the funnel, and that's the only option they had. Yeah. Right? So Because
1: they want that download. And they, they just wanted good. the download. They and didn't the want download anything else.
0: Right? And so with the, st- the six-step funnel, we added a bridge page, right? Because I'm like, think of the customer journey. If mm-hmm. you just download my thing, I'm catching you sideways by saying, let's get on a call together. Right. right. So instead of taking them directly to the calendar, we take them to an invite page, which is a video of you saying, hey, out of thousands of people that have downloaded this, everybody always has questions, and I want this to be another shiny toy that you don't fucking use. So how about I invite you to get on the a- – call with me right and then there's gotcha. buttons to invite them to get on a call or not get on a call okay. and then they can uh, go to invite then there's the calendar page then there's a the qualifying survey page because I want to know the five to ten things about them exactly where they are in business so I know how I'm going to be able to help them nice because right? my focus is how can I help this person yeah. So there's five to 10 things that I need to know to see where they're at in their journey. So I know how I can help them. Mm-hmm. And then if they hit no, then there's like the default thank you page. But even if they say no, and it's funny, I, I poke fun <laughs> at people that go through my funnel. because, mm-hmm. Oh, so you didn't want to book a call with me, but my download was good enough. Don't be like the 87% of people that download this and don't do shit with it. Don't let me catch you in my funnel again uh, in <laughs> two months. Um, but anyways, if you aren't one of those shiny toy buyers and you're a little aggravated with me for calling you out right now, then what you need to do is join my group below, right? Because like, so I, I know like I'm trying to join the group. Yeah, because yeah. I'm trying, I know exactly where they are in the journey, right? And I'm gonna talk to that. Um, so that's the idea behind the dual funnel system: is crafting your own. Like, what do you have a lead magnet? What it is uh-huh. what, what is it? You know, you, you got to define that. But you can take that dual funnel framework and apply it to okay to
1: any business. So I'm pretty green to marketing in general. You know, everything I've done over the past 13 years has been impulse sales. You know what I'm saying? Door to door, B2B, get them on the phone, close them. You know, if you buy or die, right? Yeah. Old school, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so can can you def, you know, I I think I know what a lead magnet is. I think I know what a tech stack is. Can you walk through some of those things? What's a what's a lead magnet?
0: A, a lead magnet is literally, like, what it sounds like. It, it's something that's going to attract a lead to you, mm-hmm. right? So, um, Does it always have to be free? It doesn't always have to be free. Like, a, a lead magnet could literally be you, right? Okay. So we, we've tested this where, uh, like, a local service provider, right? Maybe you're trying to do a free estimate, or maybe you want to come out to, to do an inspection on their roof, or may, maybe um, you have a a a coding floor company maybe you're a high ticket coach maybe whatever it it doesn't always have to be free i mean uh it doesn't always have to be a thing either though right right like it doesn't always have to be a pdf it doesn't always i can tell you what types of lead magnets have converted the most but i've also had like lead magnets where the lead magnet is the person where it's like Book a time with me, right? And the yeah. call to action on the landing page is book a consultation, mm-hmm. right? I'm the lead magnet, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> and so really, it just depends on where where are you trying to take them in mm-hmm. the journey, right? Like your lead magnet should be step one in the journey of where where am I trying to take them to next, right? So if you have a high ticket course, for example,
1: yeah,
0: right, your lead magnet. Let's say you have a high-ticket course where in that course you're going to teach someone how to build and launch a podcast, right?
1: Mm-hmm. What right. What is a high-ticket course, though? What's the price point that's high-ticket?
0: Right. I, I would consider high-ticket anything north of, like, 5K. Okay. So it, if it's, like, 3 to 5K, I consider that mid-ticket. That used to be considered high-ticket a couple mm-hmm. years ago, but in this day and age, like, 3K is the new 5K. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, me and Ryan were talking about this because one of the things we're doing for our clients is if they show interest in wanting to launch a podcast, we we're like, we could just put together a podcast course and have it as a value add for our clients. But we can also sell it for like 500 bucks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, and so easily. I was and, like,
0: and so if you were going to do that, right, mm-hmm. a lead magnet into that would be like, here's the top 10 things you need before starting a podcast. Mm hmm. Right, and Just then maybe like, you put together a PDF of like the mics that you use, the lights you use, the camera that you use, list, yeah. an, like an equipment list. Maybe you um, give them like this is the distribution platforms that you we use. Mm-hmm. Maybe you compare Anchor versus Lipson, You know, like we
1: literally have a Word doc with all that stuff on it now. Like literally, for you, ta- our you take a PDF yeah.
0: and you're like, this is what you need before you start a podcast. You need you need a hook. You need to name your podcast this way. This is the cadence of your podcast. Like you mm-hmm. give them. Like a, a, a PDF, which is getting started. Now, if you craft a journey for that thirty days, right? Like I'm going to consume that that uh, that podcast ebook, right? Yeah. What what's my next question going to be after I take that ebook and download? Hey, I got all this shit together. I'm ready to start a podcast. Now, what do I do? Oh, well, why don't you get my course mm-hmm. where I teach you exactly, or I walk you through shooting your first episode? Nice, and then. What you need to do post production, how how to distribute it and get mm-hmm. it out there, right? Is it a solo so, episode? Is, is, it, it, a virtual? is it virtual? Is it virtual? Like, is it in person? Do you have more than one camera angle? Like, right. like what? So maybe that is your course, right? And so if I t- downloaded that as a lead magnet, mm-hmm. it'd be very natural to sell me that, right? Yeah. But if you had a lead magnet where, um, here's the top ten things to avoid when you're buying a home, and then you try to pitch me on your podcast course. It's not going to make much sense. It's not going to make much sense, right? So that that was my my emphasis on the customer journey mm-hmm. is, like, your lead magnet really don't fucking matter. Like, it could be book a consultation. It could be a down... As long as whatever the fuck it is matches up with whatever you're trying to sell them on the other side.
1: 100%. So, you know, I spoke yesterday, and it was a wholesaling conference. That's not really my game. You know what I mean? But... Another follower is another referral partner. You know what I am saying, and so uh, even I think I got like twelve more followers from that uh, event yesterday. But one of the things I did is I I am just starting to play with this because I just started consulting full time six weeks ago, right? And so one of the things I did is I went to my phone sites page and I added a book a strategy call button. Mm-hmm. You know what I am saying, and that's like that's five hundred bucks, right? I used to do them for a thousand, but now I've dropped it down to 500 as kind of like my lead magnet, I guess you could say. Yeah. But the real lead magnet was the the uh, presentation that I went through, you know what I'm saying? And probably about 10 people went through, filled out the form, and downloaded that that presentation. So, you know, I had one button that was, you know, do a strategy call, and then lower was the form for the presentation, and it says, get my toolkit, you know, and I keep naming it toolkit, you know, so yeah. everybody knows what I'm talking about. So knowing that and that was just on one page what would you have done differently there
0: i would never have two call to actions on the same page on the same page okay right because what the fuck do you want me to do you want to book a strategy call because i might might have booked that strategy call but you distracted me with your free toolkit so now it's because um for me to give you 500 dollars i need to know like and trust you Mm -hmm. and um just that little bit on stage, right? Like, that's why I made a sell while I was on stage yesterday, Uh because somebody connected with me in the moment, and that funnel was specifically built for me taking you through that, being with me in that moment. Right. So had you drove me to a page to either just get your toolkit or just book the strategy call, Mm -hmm. you probably would have gotten a bunch of $500 calls yesterday if Uh that was the only call to action you gave them. But because you confused them, Right. They weren't clear in the journey. They came to a fork in the road, mm-hmm. and they're counting on you as their Sherpa. Of, do I take the path on the left or the path on the right? And you're like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Just pick a, <laughs> pick a path and go down it. <laughs> and, Damn. Uh, and so you really want to cater it. So how I would do that different is, like, get your toolkit. Boom. Next page, video view. Thank you so much for grabbing my toolkit. That will be delivered to you shortly. I know uh, out of everybody that grabs this toolkit, they always have questions X, Y, and Z. And I would love to sit down with you and show you how you can leverage this toolkit in your business so you can use it right away. Do not let my toolkit be another shiny toy. Click that button below. You can hop on a call with me. It's 500 bucks for the session. And, and by the this, end of the this, call, this. you're going to get X, Y, and Z. Boom. Now, I not only get your toolkit, but now I'm going to fucking book that $500 call with you, too. Beast. That was was just
1: like $500 and consulting right there. (laughs) Yeah, so where (laughs) where should I send the invoice? (laughs) Doug (laughs) at (laughs) TeamArgenta.com. No, that's fantastic. and That's one of the things that uh, I forgot who it was that told me. When you start a podcast, you get free consulting, so it's great. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome, man. So, you know, you went from doing the beauty products having that funnel blow up to, you know, now you've got your dual funnel system. What's next for you and your
0: company? So I uh, I just merged, or not merged, but um, partnered with the ROI marketing firm. So um, we always focus on building the system Right, but I can build you the best fucking system in the world, and without if we don't flood that motherfucker with traffic, you're gonna come back hooting and hollering at me saying that the shit don't work when really you just ain't working. Right. Right, like you gotta put traffic into the system. Like, yeah. the, I'm sorry to break your heart, sweet sweetheart, but uh, you can't just build a funnel or a website and be like, woo, I got a WordPress blog. Now the traffic's gonna come going to be a yeah. millionaire. Yeah. It don't fucking work like that. You gotta build an audience. You gotta, right? be you gotta have the traffic that's gonna flood it. So. Yeah. ROI marketing firm, which is Zach Williams' company, Mm -hmm. they focus on the organic side of things, publishing blogs, managing long-form SEO, um, doing short-form content, like, kind of building that presence, and where Mm -hmm. they were getting hung up on is, man, all our clients, they don't have good websites, they don't have good funnels, they don't have good automations, Mm -hmm. like, so now we're running all this traffic to them, and they can't handle the heat, and so it was just, like, the, the perfect sense for us to merge companies um, because, like, now we have a full stack agency that manages all the traffic and all the builds. Um, nice. So now, now we have that for our high ticket retainers, and it's going to enable us to now really productize the dual funnel system. So now we're in the process of productizing the dual funnel system to where, like, um, if you're a realtor or a real estate agent or a wholesaler, for example, you can get the real estate dual funnel system mm-hmm. for like so five K, right? So yeah. we're like niching it out because typically you'd have to pay us 30 K to get your own dual funnel system. It all be custom, right? And it'd be custom proprietary to you, but then we had so many people that came to us and, like, Marv, we love you guys. We want to work with you, but we just don't have 30K, which makes sense. Like, most startups, like, uh, unless you're earning a million or more a year, you typically can't afford our service. Right. Right? Um, Because, like, for you guys that don't know, if you run a real business, you should be spending 10 to 15% of gross revenue on your marketing efforts, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're at a 10K a month retainer, then that means our ideal client needs to be earning a minimum of a million a year to just 100K afford a it. Right. Yeah. So we, so we were like, well, how do we serve those people? Cause I'm playing the long game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, uh, well, if I give them an entry level dual funnel system to where they can take that and go get to a million a year, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be the guy that they hire to manage it beyond once they get there right so now we're putting a lot of our focus on this 5k offer to where we'll build you a dual funnel system in your specific industry for Mm -hmm. 5k get you launched and within three to six months you should be at the monetary uh, point of being able to bring us in full time nice so that that's where we're taking our focus next we got we we do a lot of fitness industry a lot of real estate right now and a lot of high ticket coaching that's, and, and so that's the three the three one ones nice. that we're gonna be launching first
1: the uh that's how I heard about you was from chris Izzo and oh, yeah. and he was uh he was speaking at the uh growth encounter at austin's place and um so was I and uh I had him on the podcast and he and he starts talking about y'all y'all gotta reach out to big Marv, you know, and I'm like, who's this big Marv? you know <laughs> I keep hearing about this big Marv you know and uh and he, and he, he he tells me that like he can generate leads all day long. You know, what I'm saying like he is that attractive character. You know, he's putting uh, what are they the, those things those boil things? Uh, uh, what are they called? Hot cups. Call hot, hot cups on him, and his fucking chest is all bulging and stuff. And he's on TikTok, and he's fucking blowing TikTok up and everything. But you change the game for him because, like you said. You know, you can drive all that traffic there. You know, this is on the other side, right? Yeah. You can drive all that traffic there, but if you don't take care of it, if you don't nurture it once it gets there, then you're just wasting probably 50%, 60% of your
0: leads, right? Yeah, And, and and that's exactly what happened with... I know I'm not supposed to have favorites, but he's one of my (laughs) favorites. Because he just does the work and he has the attractive character. Like, Mm -hmm. Zizzo has over 2 million followers. I think he's at 2.6 million last time I checked. Total, yeah. Total across all platforms. And um, he really needed a system behind him, you know. And when we first uh, started working together, he was like, Marv, I got a list of like over 4,000 people. They're fucking dead, though. You're not going to make any money off of it. Like I've been emailing, I've been trying to talk to him. I'm like, yeah. no, well, let's dive into the customer journey and make an offer that actually makes sense to them. How When you got these leads, what were they getting from you? So he told me like how he acquired the leads and what kind of messaging that they were introduced to and everything. Mm-hmm. So we ran a database reactivation, which was crafting automations and messaging specifically around those people, recognizing where they were in the journey, how they knew Chris, why they knew Chris, and you know and we were able to bring them 34k recurring in less than 48 hours just from launching that campaign from a dead list right yeah. and it's oh, that that's why i'm saying there's tactics and there's principles right we mm-hmm. built off of principle and then we used a tactic to deploy the principle
1: i love it and and you're absolutely right he does the work cuz he had just came off of that like 3-day bender that y'all had freaking just working on all this stuff and, and putting it all together and trying to craft that message and everything. He was exhausted, but he was there, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Speaking to that group, pouring into people again, you know what I'm saying? But that is that is what I notice is, especially with marketing, there's a lot of work that goes into the initial. And once you get the initial set up, if you, if you do it right and you have a really great message and you have a really great product, I mean, you can eat on that for years. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Easily. That's that's what I'm excited about, you know, going over the consulting side now. I know I'm putting together something amazing here, and I can feel it. I can feel the energy flowing towards it. We just brought on another consultant last week, you know what I'm saying, and we're having a call tonight to find out how to integrate him and start offering him. And um so I'm just I'm I'm super excited about putting those initial systems together because it's like I'm building a brand new business after being in business for 13 years, you yeah. know. I'm like a kid in the candy store again, you know.
0: <laughs> so it's awesome, but that's how it works out.
1: All right, so that uh what's next for you guys in your in your business? So y- you're niching out with ROI now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be the the next big step.
0: Yeah, so um my biggest goal right now mm-hmm. um is it like now I'm running as CEO of two big companies, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the Automation Goat, and then we have ROI Marketing Firm, which how we're releasing the marketing, by the way, for those of you that are doing other mergers. Maybe this will give you an idea. We're doing It's ROI Marketing Firm powered by the Automation nice. Goat. Nice. Right? So uh, my, my, first, my, my first call to action inside the business internally was running through the team running through the operations seeing like where do we have overlap in both teams mm-hmm. how do i get these two teams to play together we got yeah. pro- we have project managers on board now that are working with the team so my my next biggest focus is getting the team and that niche down offers mm-hmm. cycling on autopilot right so like once we finish the fitness side boom now i can replicate that for another vertical and then replicate it for another vertical and the <coughs> idea is the, the the team can take this over from me, and then just run with it. We just got we got an awesome sales um, guy, our our chief our chief sales. Um, he he closed ten million in sales last year. Wow! And so we're gonna bring him in, and he's gonna run the sales side. So mm-hmm. ideally, cause I I got my workload down to a little less than twenty hours a week now. Nice. So ideally, you can do more of this yeah I get to do more of this, so i ideally I get my my workload with the companies down to less than ten hours a week towards literally I have meetings on this is how we're growing the company y'all go get to work, thank you, love you bye yeah, and then I get to go travel more speak more because like that's when the businesses grow the most is when I have the freedom to go travel to go speak to go network to mm-hmm. but when I'm on the road, I'm making money well, yeah and when you get I, to be when the I'm, brand I'm at maker. home. Uh, I mean, I am making money, but it's just not as fun. hundred percent, hundred
1: percent. That's why I went consulting full time. I just have so much more fun jumping into other people's businesses and opening their eyes to like, hey, this is what a sales program can do for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and it is very much what you talked about. You're not getting the calls every night. You're not out there training your guys in the field because you developed systems and you've deployed those and now they're working. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can spend more time with the family. So I love that that's a big part of your impact that you want to make. So uh, speaking to that, um, what do you feel legacy is and what legacy do you want to leave behind?
0: Uh, uh, be honest with you guys. All this tech shit is just a means to an end for me. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know why I was given these gifts, but I'm fully utilizing and leveraging these gifts to to get to my end goal. My end goal is uh, to buy an old town. So in Oregon, you can buy old, like, mining and logging towns, like towns that have been abandoned. You can buy a full town outright. Um, So my plan is to buy an old town, turn it into Marvin's World, Oregon, because I can actually apply to the state and turn it into my own city. Uh, There's only – there's some – Qualifications I have yeah. to put into place. Like I have to have a city hall, I have to have a post office, right? And I have to have a couple things in place to have a city, but it's gonna fucking happen. So, the idea is to build the automation, go to a hundred million, and sell it for, or, or, and sell it, mm-hmm. and then take that capital, buy my. Um, Town. By my town, <laughs> and, and start building Marvin's World, Oregon. Um, there's this idea I've been working on for the last decade called Farm in a Box, which is old world trades meet new world technology. I so fucking
1: love that, dude.
0: So it's going to be a town of like tailors, blacksmiths, uh, computer guys, woodworkers, teachers, mm-hmm. farmers, like. To to live in this town you don't have to have any capital. I have the capital. I'm gonna anytime the town needs money, I got money. Yeah. What I need is people that are driven with work ethic and they have a skill set that they can offer to the world and impact it. Then I'm gonna take my resources and my experience and let's say you're a woodworker and you come live in Marvin's world. Well guess what? We're gonna build your woodworking brand, we're gonna build your social media, we're gonna sell your goods online. Okay. And now but that is your contribution to the to the the town. town. And then, so, um, and then we're going to build farm in a box, which is, do you want to replicate our town? Do you want to replicate what we're doing? Mm-hmm. What kind of farm do you want? You want a wind-powered farm where you have goats? Mm-hmm. Cool. We're going to design that for you, and we're going to put everything that you need to run that farm in a shipping container and ship it to you with blueprints. And then we're going to be partnered with – Now I have colleagues in the roofing industry, the solar industry, real estate. I like, yep. have colleagues that can – now build this, right? Mm-hmm. So we can ship the shipping container with you. You're gonna unpack it, build your farm, and then use the shipping container to actually live out of. Uh, yeah. Or you can just have us come out and build it for you. Right. But either way, you're gonna get the the blue the blueprints and the documentation. So that's that's the idea. Is I, I'm in tech right now, mm-hmm. just to raise a shit ton of capital so I can go buy a farm and become a farmer.
1: Mar Marvin's world sounds cool as shit,
0: but that farm in a box could happen now. And that's what, what people keep telling me. That, yeah, the, the farm. You don't have to wait till you have the town. The, you know, that farm in the box says you better go over. You better stop telling people about it. They're going to steal your idea. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean,
1: all it is is an evolution, right? Yeah. So so somebody can go out and build you a shipping container house right now, right? Yeah. But the idea that's like, hey. Yeah,
0: I want it to be fully modular. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's just, that's beautiful, man. And all you need is like an acre. You know what I'm saying? Maybe two acres, depending on what kind of animals you want, you know? Yeah. And so, like, we have three acres right now, and, you know, we, we, we got a manufactured home put out there. Now, it's like a $200,000 manufactured home. It's like the freaking... The creme de la creme. Yeah, of fucking, manufactured homes, yeah. you know? But, <laughs> you
0: almost can't tell unless you look at the foundation. <laughs> right. And then, so you're out
1: there, it's on three acres, and it's like stickers all around us, right? So, the first thing we did is mow everything down, and then we installed the yard irrigation system, Right. And so now we got that, and then we, we laid some concrete for a patio in the back and a garage, and then we had the aluminum building come in for the garage or whatever, you know? And so I, I feel what you're saying, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, if we didn't have a family of five, we wouldn't need this big-ass house, you know? So if it was, like, me and my wife or something like that, and we're 20-something years old... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got 200 grand. We could buy a farm in a box, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and set up this little homestead that is also self-sustaining, yeah, you know? exactly. And it may be like, a, you know, you've got to a la carte the solar. you got to a la carte, you know, the wind farm or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and just drop it in the cart.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, and that is the idea is that it's going to be fully modular and run with the world's latest technology. I love it's like, uh, I want a fucking palm scanner to get into my shipping container, Hell yeah. you know, like, yeah. I scan these retinas to get into <laughs> my computer room, <laughs> you know, so, um, because I, I also know that with, with farming, like, um, there's so much tech in farming, mm-hmm. right, there's so many different ways that we can do it, and we can use automation, I have colleagues where they automate houses, right, yeah. In right? the way that I automate businesses and operations for businesses, they operate, they automate your fucking, House. house i love right. it they they can make your garbage can go to the fucking curb they, they can they, they they can make certain calm rooms down. play different my son's got to learn hard work somehow <laughs> <laughs> you know uh and and like i you can walk into your room and be like um you can name your house whatever you wanted by yeah. the way too you can be like hey biggie smalls play uh yeah play this track and like you right. can just name your Name your house whatever you want, and uh, just walk around your house and talk to it, and and, and so it's just fascinating, like the way you can utilize AI and automation. Because mm-hmm. I I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like like less leveraged robots. Like when I'm automating a business, mm-hmm. that's the first thing I do is like we map out the customer journey. Cool. Now I know the journey, and I know what I, what steps I need to take at each you know phase of the journey. Mm-hmm. Now, what tasks need to be done to facilitate this journey? Mm-hmm. Cool. Can a robot do that?
1: It's all programming.
0: If a robot yeah. can do that, let's make a robot do that. Mm-hmm. And then, if a robot can't do it, do I have to do it? Like, does a CEO have to do that? Right. Or can another human do that? Like, can, or can we can we pro or can we do a hybrid of robot and human? Right, mm-hmm. like, can we have a robot attempt it and then send a notification to tell the human to just double double check the robot's work? Yeah. Right. Um. Because, like, you, it, it, if you can get rid of doing your own laundry, just like Justin said yesterday. Yeah. Like, would you pay a hundred dollars a month to never do your laundry again? Yes. Yeah. The fuck I would. <laughs> Every day of the week. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like meal prepping. Like, uh, just, just meal prepping alone. It, you can literally spend two or three hours on Sunday and make all your breakfast and lunch for the entire week. And it tastes like crap by Thursday. It, it tastes like <laughs> shit by Thursday, but, you know. Or it, if you you can get a little bit more bougie than that, though, now. Because, like, now Icon they have meals. whole-ass fucking companies that, yeah. like, specifically for that problem, right? Yeah. Like, I'm okay with my dry-ass chicken, broccoli, and rice by yeah. Thursday. However, if you're not okay with that and you have the capital, everything in life is time or money, baby. Hell so yeah. If you have the capital, get Icon or Factor or, or any of these other fucking... I haven't personally tried them, but mm-hmm. they're great things. Like, yeah. my, my little brothers, for example, they do Blue Apron. they like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't ever have to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. They bring the food to my house. They come with instructions. I, they have to still cook the meal, but... But you learn so much in the but process. You, you know? they, now, my little brother can make, like, these uh, little pancakes from scratch that are... Like I was yeah. like this motherfucker. Like they're yeah. fancy pancakes too. They're not like just put some Bisquick in a bowl with water. Like they're some fancy pancakes. And he learned that from a Blue Apron. <laughs> That's dope. A Blue Apron mill, So man, yeah, there's there's options out there. You, but and you should always be never think about the money. Like you can always make more money. Think about mm-hmm. how much time am I spending on this? Because if you spend ten hours a week manually checking your spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you could make a robot do that in an hour for you, like what else could you do with that other nine hours, right? So, like, people will spend ten hours trying to save $100 when in that ten hours you could have made way more than $100.
1: Yeah. It's like me going out and building my own chicken coop. No, I'm going to order it from the guy in town that does nothing but build chicken coops. You All know right. what I'm saying?
0: Unless I just like building chicken coops, right? right? Like, yeah. if you like that's, building chicken coops... That's me riding my lawnmower
1: yeah, it, and, and mowing my acre. You yeah, know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> it's kind of like building my cars in my garage, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I and there will be some cars. Like, my rabbit truck, I'm sending that to a shop. I'm yeah. letting another... I'm letting an engine builder build that one for right. me, right? But my two door rabbit I'm that's my baby I'm building yeah. that one personally so like I, yeah I could I could send it to a shop but that's my hobby right so mm-hmm. everybody's got to have your hobbies but since everything else is automated that means I get to put all my extra time yeah. into that that hobby versus well I could only work on the rabbit for an hour because mm-hmm. I got to spend 2 hours over here doing this other shit
1: yeah Man, I could talk to you for another hour on this
0: stuff. I really could. This is the problem with Big Marv's network. When people come on my podcast, they're like, so how long is it? Is there a question list? You sound like, nope, it's unscripted, raw conversation. So if you ever look up my podcast, Uh if the episode is shorter than an hour, I didn't really vibe or click with the person. Gotcha. But those three or four hour episodes are like, get some popcorn, you're in for a treat. Well, maybe we'll do that when Ryan's not holding one of the cameras. <laughs> and we're not, and probably, we don't got Kai over here waiting for his turn. He's yeah. like, all right, motherfuckers, can you wrap it up? I got other shit to do today. <laughs> all right, brother.
1: Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, showing up in the trailer, you know what I mean? What? And on short notice, I was, yesterday, I think, yesterday morning, I was like, hey, you want to jump on the podcast or what? What's up? <laughs> yeah, and and so, yesterday
0: we didn't even know we were seeing each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're like, we're, we got to get
1: together sometime, you know? And then we realized we're both speaking at the same event we're like oh shit you're here (laughs) that was cool but no i'm i'm looking forward to marvin's world i'm looking forward to the farm in the box uh i know this the dual funnel system's gonna just crush it and especially when y'all niche it out it's it's over man i'm so excited about the success you're going to have and i appreciate you sharing all of that with us right. and and for the bit of consulting you gave me too i'll i'll check for the invoice <laughs> <laughs>
0: perfect well brother it was good being here i uh, i really enjoyed myself enjoyed the conversation would love to have you on big marv's network then maybe we could do that three hour episode yeah just let's do it just keep running um but it was awesome thank you guys so much i'm big marv one love let's get building
1: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter
0: to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.